This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Elephant. As a listener of this show, I'm pretty sure you've already embraced technology and practice efficiencies, but sometimes it's hard to find training in those areas. Some of you look to your state societies to get CPE credit, but those tend to be tax or audit focused and quite frankly, from what I've heard, pretty boring. Thankfully, our friends at Elephant have created education for tech-savvy accountants and bookkeepers like yourself. They offer training on platforms like Xero, QuickBooks, and Zapier. Webinars on topics like cryptocurrency and firm marketing have all-star instructors who not only understand technology, but are using it to run their own practices. And just for you, Elephant has a special offer for Cloud Accounting Podcast listeners. Visit elephanttraining.com slash CAP. That's E-L-E-F-A-N-T training.com slash CAP to receive 50% off your first webinar. Again, that's elephanttraining.com slash CAP for 50% off your first webinar. Elephant, building better practices one bite at a time. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. And we are back from QuickBooks Connect here at home, right, David? Finally back in the closet. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, the sound, it sounds so nice in there. Uh, are you recovered yet? I mean, that is, QuickBooks Connect's a lot to take in. A yeah, I, my voice is still recovering, but I uh, got a lot of sleep the last couple of days. I'm excited to hear about day three. Unfortunately, I had to leave at the end of day two. I didn't get to stay for the half day that finishes the conference. Was there anything interesting? So day three, I think it's kind of a half day, right? It's really for the accountants only. Um, day three, there's still sessions and a lot of them sometimes are repeating sessions because if you went to a session on Monday, but it conflicts with a different session you want to go on Monday, it was kind of repeated on Wednesday. So it was really a way for accountants to maximize the sessions they attend. And then that day is always the inspirational day. At the end, I think there was just one speaker. It was um, Alex Benayan. He recently authored a book called The Third Door. And the gist of it is, is, you know, let's say you go to a nightclub and there's people standing, you know, in the main line. And that's a door. And then you got a VIP door for the movie stars. That's a door. But his argument is there's a third door. Is it you sneak through the kitchen, you bang on a door, then sneak in, you um, go through a window, you hop through the bathroom. There's always a third way in. And it's a way to like apply that to life. And so he kind of discovered a lot of people's success. Um, he's interviewed Bill Gates, uh, Quincy Jones. He's uh, just tons and tons of interviews to write this book. And he really discovered that all of them had this like third door they used to really cross that line to the next level. They all discovered ways to do it. So he he had a really good speech. He was walking around. He was in the crowd, very engaging, um, very motivational. And then he brought Brad Smith on to interview. CEO of Intuit. CEO of Intuit. And then after that, they transitioned to introducing Sasan. Um, Gudarzi up on stage because Sasan is now in that transition from Brad Smith to Sasan. Sasan's going to be the new CEO of Intuit starting, in, I want to say January 1st. Um, or January 31st, it's, you know, in January of 2019. And, you know, they embraced, they gave hugs, and it was really a, a symbolic passing of the torch from one to the other publicly. And then that kind of wrapped up Cooper's Connect. And it, maybe it should be noted as well, um, if you go to Cooper's Connect's website, for those of you that maybe missed anything, all the keynotes, it looks like, are recorded and on the front page, it looks like. Oh, great. So you didn't even have to go. And they have some <laughs> recaps there as well. So you can actually see the official... Intuit Media of the recaps, which will be different from uh, Blake's and mine. So, David, I, I got a bunch of stories, stats that we should share with our listeners from the last couple of weeks because we have been so focused on the conference on QuickBooks Connect. Uh, mind if I we should run through those, right? Yeah, let's jump through a couple of stories. All right, cool. The world kept moving while we were 
you know, it could disconnect. So this is a survey that was reported in Accounting Today. The article is Accounting Firms Challenged in Adapting to Technology Changes. And the lead is that only 25% of accounting firms feel extremely confident about their ability to keep pace in the current environment of technology changes, according to a report by uh, 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 Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting at its CCH Connections user conference in Miami Beach. And is there any size they, of these firms that were in the survey, or is it just kind of general? You know, I'm not sure exactly who was surveyed. I think it's a pretty broad survey. The top five concerns of the firms that it polled were, number one, keeping up with technological change, two, growing the business, three, meeting client expectations, four, data security, and five, completing work accurately on time. And 43% of the firms polled felt that the pace of technological change might be moving too fast. Uh, it was a bit more at small firms than at midsize and larger firms. Yeah, but even uh, doing that, and then half of everybody thought it was moving at just about the right pace. Right. So, so I mean, the vast majority are like, it's going just about the right pace or it's going too fast. But there was a couple of exceptions. I think 1% of the firm said it's going too slow because in comparison to what the client's needs are. Yeah, those are the super early adopters right there. And then about 8% said that tech change is moving way too fast for their firms to keep up with client needs. Um, makes sense. But everybody's facing a challenge. And it ties in to, I think, the, the, the challenge that many accounting firms are facing, which is they're having trouble finding the right mix of skills when they're hiring. And this is another stat from another survey in Accounting Today. The article is uh, Accountants and Small and Mid-Sized Practices Embracing More Technology But Feeling Pressures. And this article is based on a 2018 IFAC Global SMP survey, uh, which had over 6,000 responses from small and mid-sized practices in 150 countries. So this is a global survey. And the stat I want to call out here is that a 54% majority of the respondents said they have difficulty attracting next generation talent with 66% saying that the number one reason is the lack of candidates with the right mix of skills. And I think probably what they mean by right mix of skills is both the technology skills and the soft skills that everybody really wants these days. So you just technology just doesn't mean Excel anymore. You just can't be like, <laughs> not just Excel. I got Excel. Excel's important, but Excel. yeah, yeah, not just Excel. You've got to you got to really understand uh, information systems, right? How to move data around. So the, what's interesting about these, like this, I feel like both these articles can contradict an article we had a couple of weeks ago that was about the in the UK and making tax digital. Like so many firms are, they were so confident they were going to have all their clients ready for making tax digital. Mm-hmm which is basically getting rid of all paper and having everything in a technology stack. Yeah. So so every it, the numbers don't seem some of these numbers are not reconciling across here. And I guess we'll find out, right? Cuz they're making tax digital deadlines are coming. Yeah, maybe those maybe those firms are just pushing that onto the client, right? Saying it's you got to you got to get on accounting software. Um, because again, we we make some assumptions here where we you know, those of us who are in more modern firms have outsourced accounting as as a practice area. But a lot of firms don't. They're still really just doing tax and audit and not dealing with that for their clients. So maybe that's my theory. It's just that maybe in the UK, those firms that are confident about it aren't even having to deal with it. Oh, I gotcha. gotcha. There's punting. Yeah, there's punting just, over to the clients. 
my client said they could do it. I guess I'm going to count that as a win. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, what else is new? I think we had uh, bigger new mid market news, right? Something about Sage, and then Intuit actually made a comment as well about. Oh mid-market. yeah, so let's talk about this um, this article in Silicon Valley Business Journal. This headline caught my attention. Into its incoming CEO, quote, we have a huge opportunity to win the mid-market. Where did this come from, David? I saw it, uh, I think, on Facebook or Twitter. Um, and, 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 and the reason I even saw it was because I think um, Brad Clementis, who's in the picture in the article, you know, tweeted it out like, that's me right there on the, in, inside this biz journal. So it was almost like, it's like the photo almost uh, trumped the headline. But yeah, it, it looks like, I mean, there's an answer from Intuit recently uh, about how they're going to start going... QuickBooks Advanced, right? It's going to have more mm-hmm. features, a bigger a bigger QuickBooks Online. But I have not, there's no real announcements about this. So it's interesting that this quote was out there from Sasan. Yeah. Um, I didn't see anything at QuickBooks Connect this week about um, QuickBooks going up market. I was expecting uh, that if this is a big push, there would be some big announcement about QuickBooks Online Advanced, which is has been released. There was a press release about it. There were a few articles about it ahead of the conference. But then I didn't, maybe there was a breakout session about it. But I didn't see anything on the main stage. Apparently, Gadarzi, Sasan Gadarzi, gave an interview with this, with the Silicon Valley Business Journal, and he said that they are going to go after the mid market now. Curious to know how they define mid market, of course, because definitions are always different. Here's the quote from Sasan. He said. It's a market that's very overserved and expensive. So some of these companies are overserved by Sage or NetSuite, and we believe we have a huge opportunity to win the mid market. We already have customers on desktop, and we're just taking that game to the cloud. I mean, I, I think that's a valid argument. I, I would argue even some people who have QuickBooks Enterprise yeah. are, are oversold, right? Like they, they, it kind of happens naturally. Like just if some company has enough money, sometimes they're sold the more expensive product just because they can afford it, but maybe they don't need that. Yeah. And so just as there's people using QuickBooks Enterprise, I could have just used QuickBooks Pro back in the day. There's probably people using um, Intact or, or uh, a large uh, a mid-market Sage product that they probably could have just used QuickBooks. So I, I could definitely see how that, that window's there. Um, but I've never seen Intuit make such a stake, a statement like this or a stake in the ground. And this could go b- back to Matt Paff's interview and article from six months ago that, hey, you mid-market guys, QuickBooks and Zero are coming, right? And, and you know maybe Matt, Matt saw the future mm-hmm. a little bit on this one. Well, another interesting tidbit from the article the author reports that Intuit hopes to capture the 200,000 clients who have to move on from the product annually because they outgrow small business they outgrow small business category and this is attributed to Alex Chris Intuit's chief product officer and leader of its small business group he said mid market is really exciting for us and one of the biggest reasons is that many mid-market companies start as a small business and today they face a challenge. They have to make a choice to move off of us and the current choice is not only an exponential increase in price, but a massive increase in complexity as well. So they have to learn new tools in the middle of growing. I find that 200,000 number extremely high. I mean, there can't be possibly be 200,000 clients, uh, 200,000 QuickBooks desktop or enterprise users moving to... Or, or just 200,000 QuickBooks well, users, period, moving to Sage or NetSuite annually. I mean, that it's... it's well, a, you would say the numbers of growth in those other companies' <laughs> financials, right? Well, yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, think, together, I think the last time I saw numbers from NetSuite and, and Sage, they can't... They don't have more than 60,000 customers between them. So I think that's a mistake in the article. 
Yeah, I just and and I've always kind of felt like there's. You, you know what I think he's saying? You know what I think he actually meant is it's there's about two hundred thousand desktop enterprise users. Got it. That that that, that could go other places if yes. And that's, as, they, as they make a new cloud decision, which is a, a vulnerability yeah. for Intuit. And that's actually. what we've been talking about, right? Is there are these uh, 100 to 200,000 yeah, uh, desktop users that the Intuit needs to move to the cloud if they want to have a single platform strategy? Yeah, so so maybe this is less of um, Intuit winning mid-market. It's really keeping the mid-market we own. You know, yeah. or, or, you know, Intuit saying, yeah. like, we own this mid-market. The, we own 200,000 mid-market clients already, and we're going to keep them. And, and definitely on the lower, lower end of the mid-market, for sure. All right. Well, that's interesting. Hey, well, so speaking of mid-market, there was some news about Sage. We've been talking about Sage a lot recently because their CEO got sacked, uh, and they've mm-hmm. been searching for a new one. Sage has struggled to find its way in the cloud. They have a lot of different products, not a cohesive strategy. Their initial cloud strategy has kind of fizzled and they're facing a lot of competition from zero. So who have they selected for their new CEO? I was thinking they were going to go outside. I think a lot of people were thinking that, come to the US and find somebody who has done really well in SaaS. But they didn't. They elevated their current CFO, Steve Hare, to CEO. So they picked an insider. Yeah. And and I'm not familiar with him in any way, shape or form. And any exposure to this was people's reactions on social media. (laughs) Yeah. I I think people were like, because I think Clay, uh, Sage made a claim like we're going to find somebody who has sass in their veins. Yeah. Well, that's what the chairman said. He said, we need to find somebody to be CEO who has sass in their veins. And so that's what I thought they would do. And people said that they missed the boat on this. They should have... I'm not, I'm not familiar with his name, but whoever the CEO of uh, Intact was, bring him in to run all of Sage, just not Intact. Yeah, I guess Rob Reed. I guess we'll watch this yeah. one, but I mean, I, I feel like no, nobody was like, "Oh, what a great move, Sage!" Like nobody was tweeting that out. Yeah, it d- doesn't doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me. We'll see. Steve Hare joined Sage in January of 2014 after serving as an operating partner at a private equity firm called Apex Partners, and he has also been the CFO of several UK public companies, including Invensys, Spectrus, and Marconi. I don't know any of those names. Do you? No, not not any of them at all. Oh, and he's going to combine the roles of CEO and CFO until replacement um, finance chief as well. That makes sense. So he's going to not not so he's going to <laughs> do double duty as well. He said the right sentence. You know, we will succeed in our journey to becoming a great SaaS business. There you go. So the, the it's the right speak, but I. I Based on who they said they were looking for and your thoughts about them getting external or using somebody they already have that has built a successful SaaS business, um, which mean, it kind of explains why the way Twitter reacted and yeah. social media reacted to this article. Well, David, we got so much more we could talk about, but maybe we should just save it for next week. What is next week? Uh, well, holiday is Monday, right? So people are taking off work. So maybe, hopefully the moves will slow down just enough so you and I can catch <laughs> up. So that way, so I feel like I have 500 articles I haven't plowed through yet. Um, there could be a diamond here. It's to, good to read. because uh, I, when we started doing this, we were worried kind of that we wouldn't have enough to talk about for a weekly show, but not a problem. I think one thing we should do though is uh, before we forget. So a lot of you met us for the first time at QuickBurst mm-hmm. Connect. A lot of you discovered the Cloud Accounting Podcast. Um, 
when you're at Quipper's Connect. This might be the first episode you're listening to. So welcome our new listeners. Um, if you have any articles or ideas or something we should be talking about, like, hey, I saw this article in the Wall Street Journal. You guys should discuss it on the Cloud Accounting Podcast. You can get that to us like, through Twitter. So Blake, what's the easy way to get to you? I am at Blake T. Oliver. And you, David? And I'm at David Leary. Tweet at us, connect with us online. If you happen to be at the AICPA Controllers Conference next week, I will be there from the 14th of November through the 16th. I'm going to be presenting on the top five technology trends that controllers and CFOs need to know. Awesome. On that note, have fun in Vegas, and uh, we'll chat on Friday. Talk to you later.